Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys close out Spooktober with a return to the Flaniverse, reviewing and recapping his latest horror series to hit Netflix. So, what's the Midnight Club? showboysmedia.com aka mike and uh chadwick the third uh chad how are you doing tonight i am doing great nick how are you i'm doing pretty good that's um, great maybe even better if we just like ignore mike like the whole time um, <laughs> <laughs> just really engages like grumpiness um, yeah but, but it's not his fault it's not his fault mike how are you doing i'm okay you know been better but been worse too um yeah better when you're not getting like roasted by your your co-host the whole time (laughs) why am i even here no um yeah just you know dealing with a fun little headache today but you know nothing nothing to uh yeah like uh quite literally a headache or yeah 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 i i I started to develop a pretty rad headache uh Ah, an hour two hours ago so that's fun his house has um, actually become infested with like gremlins. So like actual figurative headaches um, <laughs> are like living in the ductwork and he has to deal with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Um, but no, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Good. Good. I'm glad. You um, know, I think we should start a new thing that um, whoever hosts the most popular companion series will then host the Thursday shows until the next companion series Ouch. can be thrown it. So that's what's happening tonight. Nick has overtaken me in my hosting duties. Cause you no. guys did an amazing companion series. So it's like averaged triple the views of our last our second, biggest yeah. companion series. So congratulations guys. Good job. Good work. Yeah. Thank you. It was a blast, man. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, wrapped it up on Monday. That was we did eleven episodes on the CS and covered all of the all of the dragon content you could possibly get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go check it out. Playlist on our on our YouTube page. Um, you right. can go check out all those episodes. And yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Um, that's that is such a good um, IP for oh, yeah, yeah. for a companion series because there's just so much crap to talk about. Um, yeah, not that we ever really have is. issues talking for two to three hours about anything. Right. But... <laughs> That's the uh, uh, the funny thing about the the companion series I'm doing with James on the Chosen. Um, he's very very much not used to podcasts like being over an hour. And our episodes are like, you know, maybe an hour, hour 45 is probably like the longest we've had. And I'm just like, dude, this is like, this is a, a short 
showboys episode like i feel like i can go like watch a movie afterwards like right. holy cow man it's yeah. not 11 o'clock yeah it just brings up like uh i know this is what we're going to talk about tonight so let's just get into it right now uh it brings up this weird like podcast listening meta that is like happening where people don't really seem to comprehend how to listen to podcasts like a lot of people i talk to assume that you have to listen to it all at once like right it's gonna disappear if you push pause or stop and yeah. like no longer exist and uh yeah i just want to say uh we will be there for you like yeah you know, yeah we're not we're able to come back yeah <laughs> yeah, that's really odd that people think that way. And I, I, I do have a couple of buddies at work that think that way as well. And it's just like I if I listen to a podcast, it's like over the course of like two weeks of listening to it for 30 minutes while I mow the yard or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's not I like just... a. there are occasional like there's occasional ones. I'll sit down and listen to the four hour podcast, mm-hmm. but it's very rare. Very rare. I guess I could see the. I could see the the negative with with the length of our episodes in particular. If you're breaking it down to like 20 minutes on a car drive or whatever every day, if you're not able to finish the episode by next Thursday, then all of a sudden yeah, the new like, one's out. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, now you're like five hours behind, and then yeah. like <laughs> yeah, you still haven't finished the previous episode by the following Thursday, and you're like. 12 hours behind of yeah. and then you're like so, uh, what's the point snowball catch up. yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's but that's another aspect though that the way i've always approached podcasts is feel free to skip some episodes right, like, right. Really, I always just cherry pick like uh, the topics that i care about and then take like my time getting through them um, yeah and the great thing is that they're always going to be there later when you go back to them like by no means I listen to Joe Rogan in order. Um Right, right. I'm yeah, I'm the same way. And I and I, I don't think that I've ever up until two weeks ago when I found a, a new podcast, I never listened to every episode of any podcast that I ever listened to. Like right. I would find the one that interested me and then listen mm-hmm. to it. But I found one that is a weekly podcast that does the week of Persona Five, what happens in the week <laughs> on the game. And they did the whole freaking game. So it's every week, like I'll play a week in the game and then go listen to the podcast. It's freaking awesome, dude. That's literally the only one that I've ever listened, like episode to episode. That's awesome. That that's that, that's a cool concept. I recently came across an Instagram account where it's like today in Middle Earth. And basically every day they make s- several posts that say because there's every day there's a date for every day in Middle Earth. It's just a different year, but they're like, hey, it's August 14th on august 14th in middle earth this is what went down and it's really cool because they'll do like across the whole timeline so like if there's four significant events throughout middle earth on like september 4th they'll give you all four of them you're like wow that's pretty cool yeah Um, yeah it's it's uh it's definitely really it's literally like a companion series for persona 5 yeah and the cool thing about it is it's such a massive game that like they're talking about stuff that I didn't even know existed, let alone that I could have access to it as early mm. as. So it's really cool to go and listen and be like, see what different decisions they made that? and that stuff. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. Uh, here's a random shout out of a fellow indie podcast that's kind of similar. Okay, first off, for some reason, 
sorry, this is so random, but Discord just put a notification up that our Twitch page is live. <laughs> oh, because we're streaming on Twitch and not Twitter. Oh, oh. we'll fix that. Good job. Uh, but anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, uh, an indie podcast that I enjoy, uh, and you've seen one of their hosts on our show before, Jared from Play Along Podcast. He's also shout on out. Discord. Shout out! Uh, but they their their podcast is similar to what you're talking about, Chad. Um, not Persona, but yeah, uh, they pick a game and then go through it like book club style, where they're like, "All right, we're gonna play uh, for episode one. We're gonna play chapters one and two. And so like they put the schedule out of, of what each episode is going to cover before they start the series. So that way anyone listening can play along with the yeah. podcast. And then they just talk about it in segments like that. And it's super cool. It's like, you know, book club for that's exactly playing yeah. through video games. Yeah. That's exactly um, what this is like. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the, those kinds of podcasts are, are really, really cool. So random shout out, play along podcast and whatever podcast Chad's talking about. You guys have awesome ideas. <laughs> shout out, shout out. Speaking of shout outs, um, shout out our top tier patrons, Yusuf H, Josie, and Bim. Old Bim. Big old Bim. We appreciate your guys' contributions to the podcast. And uh, you guys are great. And also all of our other patrons. You guys are awesome too. Um, mostly Chad's family. Um, <laughs> hope, hope you enjoy all the Brady episodes. Um, I know we do. <laughs> young young podcast star in training Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i actually i have a cool idea that i think we're gonna do maybe this weekend maybe next weekend but we always play a season of madden together on the same team i think that's right stream our super bowl we're gonna make it to the super bowl i well i shouldn't say we're going to we're undefeated we got one more game to go to the super bowl so i think we're gonna make it but so like the game the, the super bowl game in your season yeah 15 minute quarters both of us streaming on a mic or nice. you know, just sitting Whoa. together playing a so game. Do you play like co-op or like you passing the controller? No, no, no. Yeah, it's co-op. Nice. Yeah. So he's got his own control. It's really cool. Uh we made like our own teams, our own players. <laughs> I always play quarterback, he plays halfback. Nice. And he's really freaking good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was thinking you guys play like different teams in the season, and it would be no. really sad if one of you didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> or like Chad just curb stomps his kid yeah. in the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, so I know we're just staying right on track for the topic tonight, but, um, you know, I, I enjoy esports. And um, for a minute, I was getting into, like, the, the NBA 2K, like, pro league. Yeah. And it's legit five people yeah. on each team playing those individual players it's like yeah it's really cool so so crazy um but anyways i digress yeah it's it's kind of funny that madden's not like that though like madden it's just one-on-one they don't have like you know seven guys lined up behind maybe maybe in the esports realm they do i don't really watch too much esports so they should have full 11 on 11 and people have to like play offensive line yeah that would be cool (laughs) that'd be really cool (laughs) That would be intense. Yeah. And that's where you just land party it and everyone has to be in the same like room or house right. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you like set up the TVs uh facing in, like the formation of like the f- the five the, the offensive positions, linemen. Yeah. <laughs> and the... All right. 
This so. seems like broken equipment is like prone to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> TVs flipping over, controllers <laughs> being thrown, injuries, actual injuries. Um, right. <laughs> anyway, since this is a what's watching episode, Mike, do you <clears throat> you want to give us just like the flyby and what you've been watching? Yeah, uh, you want to explain um, this this new segment idea that you 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 thought up? I think it's really cool. I think it's something we might might start implementing. Yeah, um, it, it's like one of those like shower ideas for sure. Like I'm, you know, I'm standing there showering and I'm just thinking about like podcast content creation. Um, so <laughs> do that all the time. <laughs> so essentially, I think what happens here is you know we we hit a lot of topics and we have a lot of things that we want to dial in on during episodes but at least for me like occasionally in discord i just have to post a list of like what i'm watching to people because i'm like i have not shared that like Mm -hmm. in months sometimes um so i figured you know if we have a list you know we can take the top of the episode and run through it in like 30 seconds or less maybe less than a minute i don't know and then we can short it later but that way we can give the quick splash of like here's what we're watching or playing um, yeah in chad's case I persona, like this. Persona, persona. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I like this though because uh, you know, if you've followed the show at all, uh, you know, we have like our our what's watching and what's playing episodes where we do like a deep dive into exactly what Nick's talking about, where we like go in depth on each show we're watching or each game we're playing uh at the time. And I like this because we're just we're giving you a list. This is what we're watching. Like feel free to check it out if you want. Um, but you know, we, we'll still have those awesome what's watching and what's playing episodes where we, uh, really go in on each show or game. So, uh, yeah. I mean, do you guys have lists or I got a watching yeah. list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I do. Uh, do you want me to go or do you want to go? Yeah, go Take ahead. it away. Mike. All right. So I got two. I got what's watching, what's playing. Uh, I'm on the like tail end of my my watching stuff. I'm like, I've just wrapped up a bunch of things, getting ready to start new things. So uh, I finished She-Hulk a couple weeks ago, House of the Dragon last two nights ago. Uh, Midnight Club finished today. Of course, we're talking about it tonight. Uh, I'm in progress with Andor fully caught up there um except for the episode that released yesterday third wednesdays right yes uh, i was caught up to episode seven loving it love that show so much uh and i started the peripheral last night um mm. on prime which is really interesting what's playing uh i'm streaming control right now second playthrough super fun uh i've said before i did the service to that game first time uh i'm picking league of legends back up casually don't judge Uh, i'm also playing i am setsuna on the switch ori in the blind forest on the switch and uh i started temtem on the switch but i don't know if that's gonna last uh that's my what's watching what's like he's just like a like a heroin addict slips in like yeah you know i started doing heroin again and uh you know i've been doing this other stuff here and there (laughs) no one be worried about me i'm okay yeah i have it under control right exactly exactly i can stop anytime i want (laughs) can you That's a, that's a, those are some stack lists there. Um, I know yeah. it's been a, it's been a heavy like watching season this. Can month. you? Yeah. Can you give us just like a five second what you thought of House of the Dragon because we don't have your opinion on it whatsoever. Because uh, you never showed up to the main series. But whatever. I I left my um 
my se season review in the channel on Discord uh, when I finished it. And uh, rip, I feel bad for the uh, the Lord of Driftmark there. <laughs> I just went and looked. Yeah. I was like, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah. you said rip. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy just gets chomped right off his dragon. Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Uh, I had a little like just dumb issue of like I've talked about it before. I think you might have been on Chad. Uh, if not, definitely with Nick. Just like the random people aging like 30 years and then like the older characters not aging a single minute um not even like just look older makeup or something um <laughs> other than that like I, th I thought the story was really cool i'm excited um the little bit i caught of the finale of the cs um while i was mixing the audio uh i'd have to agree with you chad that maybe just like a pinch of action otherwise like it's really cool. I like it. I liked it. Cool. Excited cool, to see cool. where it goes. Yeah, me too. Nice. Thank you. For, thank you for sharing, Mike. You've been a busy boy. I have been busy, busy. I I just can't. I can never like get over the like. You know, there's the League of Legends comment like that's expected, but I'm always always caught off guard when you list like 18 Switch games, and I'm like, <laughs> good lord, like well. <laughs> That all stems from uh, just the library, man. So, like, I bought I Am Set Soon. It was on sale for, like, I don't know, nine bucks or something. Uh, but Temtem and Ori in the Blind Forest, I got, I borrowed from the, the library. So, um, I play them for two weeks. If I beat them, awesome. If not, I'll return them and revisit another day. Um, before I got Ori in the Blind Forest and Temtem, I was working my way through Octopath Traveler and loving that game um but i had it for like a month and i was like maybe i should take it back <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the the switch is just an easy one to yeah because it's just like i could pick it up for five or ten minutes and then school pickup line yep put it down it's nice anywhere all the time cool chad you got you got, you got yeah for yeah yeah i mean you're not gonna like it because it's literally legitimately all persona so so i started persona 3 on the steam deck and i agree with you as far as the switch thing goes with the steam deck it's fantastic because it's running triple a games some better than the ps5 is running them Nutty. and it's got that nice little compact take anywhere well it's not really compact it's pretty big but it's <laughs> still got the take anywhere thing you know pick it up here here or there and for the games that i'm playing on it it's kind of mandatory and in, in my eye uh, Persona 5 came out 2016. I played it, couldn't get into it because it's literally a 120-hour RPG and like sitting on a couch playing an RPG for that long is like impossible to keep my attention. You become the couch. You become the couch, yeah. <laughs> but with the Steam Deck, I mean, it's way easier. So so I played Persona 3. I finally was able to correct that error of missing that game. Loved it. Uh, played a little bit of Persona 4 while I was waiting for Persona 5 to come out in the Steam Deck, and now it's all Persona 5. I'm watching or attempting to watch the Persona 5 anime alongside of the game. Nice. And uh, Tokyo Ghoul as well, which I'm really, really, really liking. Uh, cool anime. I totally missed it. N didn't even hear of it, hear about it <laughs> until like two years ago. I don't know, or two weeks ago. I don't know how I missed it. Uh, 
and then Midnight Club, which has been pretty much all I've done all week because I hit like a brick wall and was like, yeah, probably should watch this before the episode. <laughs> One of these times it's I'm really just going to roll in like you guys did on Control and be like, nah, I mean, yeah, I didn't finish it. But let's I talk thought you were about going it. to, honestly. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> um, what happened to Ghostwire? Yeah, well, I, I look, as uh, mentioned earlier, all my time has been devoted to <laughs> Midnight Club this week. Mm. So, yeah, I do need to get back to Ghostwire probably this week. I'll have plenty of time to do it. Last week I was had training on the days that I normally stream. Mm. And then uh, this week it was like all Midnight Club, which I'm, I kind of regret, as we'll get to here later in the episode. <laughs> um, I got to say that that moment you're running through the building, I don't, I don't know if you'll remember this, but uh, and like the walls were like shifting around or whatever. And you're like, man, this really has some control vibes. Yeah. That was like, you're right. It does. Now I must play control. Yeah. So that is <laughs> why I'm playing control. Right oh, now. really? That's so. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll be honest. I'm really, I really like Ghostwire so far. Um, I, I think it's, there's a lot left to be desired in the game as far as the combat and everything, but the ambiance that it's got going on. And the weird, I think like, the, the Tuxedo ghosts and things. stuff are, are like horrifying looking. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, the I control like are cool. The finger yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels very anime. <laughs> like, I think that's probably why I like it so much. Like, it's, I, I told Brady and he watched me play a little bit of it. We did a companion series on Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm like, this is like Jujutsu Kaisen, the game, 100%. That's awesome. And it's got the like the same finger movements and stuff. Like, it's really cool. Really cool mm. game. I like the, uh, the double like game redemption arcs you guys have going here. Like Mike's <laughs> giving control the the second proper play, and you're finally getting back to persona and giving it yeah. a proper proper run through. Dude, by proper, I'm <laughs> legitimately reading out loud every document I pick up, which uh, I let it go uh, a little too far um, last night. And got to a point where I spent like 20 minutes just like just reading, reading yeah. the documents yeah. to the stream. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like listening to every cassette and watching every video that I come across. Um, the story is cool, but like all of the background, like world oh, building yeah. stuff that they have in those documents and cassettes and uh, videos are so, so cool and interesting. And a lot of the side missions that I'm doing now that I just ran past um, to beat the game that I didn't actually beat um, <laughs> are like really awesome. Like I yeah. fought two like like mini bosses and yes. they were awesome. Some of them are better. Yeah, some of them it are better so than cool. the main bosses. Yeah, I'm glad so you're cool. doing it, man, because that it, that's a crucial part of that game is reading all the stuff and watching all the videos. Mm -hmm. The world that they build is is where it's at. If you just beeline it, I yeah. could see where you would be like, meh, you know, it's, all, yeah. it's okay. But once you get everything all, all at once, it's super cool. And I know it runs really good on the Steam Deck, so I'm really <clears throat> trying not to buy it again because I think I've bought it's it. $10 twice. right now. All on Steam. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've boy. Um, yeah, I've been snagging those under $10 games, yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Uh, $200 later. <laughs> yeah. I, I finally did the, the refrigerator mission. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. awesome. So good. Um oh man, what else was I gonna say? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh, every time I find a threshold kids video, 
Oh, Somebody pops yeah. into the stream and they're like, what did I just come into? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so the worst creepy. timing. Yeah. They're so <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Well, I was uh, thinking, I was like, we need to go back and edit those videos and just re-release you reading for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. As videos. It, control audiobook. It's Yeah, it's funny that you're doing <laughs> that because prior, and I, I talked to Bio about this, prior to Ghostwire Tokyo, my plan was actually to stream Persona 5. And I was like, man, that it's a lot of reading on stream. I was like, I don't know if it translates really, but I'm going to do it eventually because I think yeah. if I play it and you watch it, you'll want to play it. I almost yeah. guarantee it. And so. I don't know if it's translating well, uh, but I'm enjoying it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know and I don't care. Um. Yeah, I'm having fun. That's all I care about. Um, also, let me let me just tell you, if it, it's great practice for script reading, if we ever do any sort of like peeling back the curtains uh, here live. If we ever go back to doing any sort of scripted podcast thing, it, it's great practice to read yeah. these things out loud while you're streaming and try not to like sound like you're reading. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I'm, I, I think that's why I turned away from persona five. Cause I can't stand doing that reading stuff live you know what i mean but yeah. it's just it's gonna have to happen at some point i talk about persona so much on this this podcast it's just gonna have to happen you like persona um yeah. what about nice. you nick yeah um so what i've been watching is hammy's tale that comes out every wednesday i think there's two episodes left of that and or right with that every Wednesday watching that. So those are my two active ones. Uh, Rings of Power finished that last week or the week. Oh, other. yeah. I forgot about that. Don't I watched forget. that. That was great. Don't forget about that. And finished House of the Dragon, obviously, this past Sunday. Fantastic. Um, I have a, a new type, a lunch break chipper, right? So something you chip at during lunch break. And that yeah. would be Vinland Saga. I'm still chipping at that oh, over nice. my lunch breaks. And we paused Dahmer just because it's a lot. Um, I maybe did watch I'll... the first episode of that. Dude, it's it's good. I, I, I guess I should have mentioned that. I did watch The Watcher and Dahmer as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, See? Dahmer's great. Watching more than you think. That's why we do this. Yeah. Um, and tonight's topic, The Midnight Club. No there surprise there. So that's what I've been watching. I have been playing... A lot of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I am nice. cruising through that. I am deep into the Cell Sega. I'm in the lull between the Cell games, um, which is a nice lull because you get to run around as a powered up Super Saiyan, just like doing normal stuff. So, such a, such a great time. How uh, long is that game? Is I believe it it's 100 hours. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All the way through the story. It, it's really drawn out just because the dialogue is so paced. Like it's kind of slow going, like moving through the dialogue prompts at times. And yeah, there's a lot of exposition kinda... in there uh, yeah. to give you the show plus some off screen stuff as well. Um, so add that in with like the RPG elements. It's it's pretty stretched out, much like the, yeah. the show itself. Yeah, I, 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 I almost bought it the other day because I think it's it either was or still is on sale on Steam. But um yeah, I should just do that because I really want to get into Dragon Ball, and I feel like that's maybe an easier way to get the the full story. Is it like the whole story? Yeah, it's the whole Dragon oh, Ball Z, yeah, all that's the really arcs. Cool. Um, yeah. It at least will get you super pumped for like the action because the combat is just mega fun. The is it nice? The, the The difficulty curve on it is backwards, 
it's like ultra hard at the beginning and then becomes ultra easy because you get good. You get good. Um, yeah. And you get, you get super powerful though too. And it's kind of, you're kind of OP, but that's correct because you should be. Um, right. Right. <laughs> you yeah. lose part of the vibe there. If you were always getting your stuff kicked in. So. Yeah. Uh, but here I'm a big souls fan and that's how souls games are. They're brutally difficult at the beginning and then eventually you get good and it gets much easier. So it's yeah. right up my alley for sure cool well that was exciting and fun i think that worked out well Um, i know uh before we get into the topic though um i know we've been kind of putting off the news during spooktober because we've had like movie reviews at the start of shows and all that stuff um i don't have anything like formal but the dceu stuff is like popping off like crazy right now uh Mm. post black adam a lot of news stuff coming out uh a few quick hitters. Henry Cavill back as Superman. Boom. It's very exciting. Uh, even more exciting, Walter Hamada out as the the head of, you know, the DC film stuff at Warner Bros., um, which is amazing because he's, in my opinion, at fault for ruining the Snyderverse and pulling the plug on that way too soon. Um, in his shoes steps James Gunn and Peter uh, Safran. They're going to be heading up the DC studios, like film stuff, shows and movies. Basically, Kevin, uh, the Kevin Feige of DC will be James Gunn, which is very exciting. Um, so, yeah, big, moves. big stuff uh, coming post Black Adam, which, according to Jordan, was a very good movie. I feel like that dropped out of nowhere. I feel like they announced it. Yeah. Zero press. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, it's out. And yeah, it's good. Um, I was very, I, I didn't hear that it was good. I heard it was actually really bad. But um, yeah, it did come out of nowhere. It. No, they they really need to work on their like media right. relations because, yeah. because like we should not know that this movie exists like a week before it releases. Maybe it was there and we were just ignoring it because I'd never even heard of the character before and I don't like The Rock, so I was probably just scrolling past it on Facebook (laughs) thinking it was another Rock movie. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I have a article that I'd like to talk about briefly and then we can get into the topic. It's not really an article. It's just uh, something something really cool. Oh, nice. I didn't even know we were doing the news. I'm excited. Uh, So (laughs) CD Projekt (laughs) Red announced that they are remaking the first Witcher game in Unreal Engine 5, which is super exciting because I have not played Witcher 1 or 2. And there was a, I think it was like a fan-made like teaser of what the Witcher would look like in Unreal Engine 5, and it looked freaking amazing. So uh, super excited for that. They said it's going to be a while, so I'm sure we're looking like 2026, 20, probably, maybe even we're talking later than that. Timeline here, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> so they didn't wait. even put it. They they literally said we'll share more details when we're ready, but it's going to be a while. So, so are they scrapping the graphic upgrade and just remaking the game? No, this is the uh, remake like, of the first Witcher the first. game. Oh, not not three. I want to hear about the the graphics update. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I I went searching for that like like a month ago, and it seems like they've just been radio silent for like yeah, all year they, on it. I I thought they said that they were still on target for a 2022 release, which is I mean we're pushing it. Maybe announce it at this point. That was the last I saw. There's maybe December something new 31st. On it. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me, but. <laughs> 
Book of Boba Fett, baby. The <laughs> I, I'm less interested in that now because the Steam Deck runs it freaking amazing. So I don't even need that really. And it's sure. cool to play The Witcher on on a handheld. Wow, but yeah, nice. they just got a lot of crap going on for for the studio. Yeah, that they Get are good. Yeah, aren't they I doing mean, a they... cyberpunk? Uh, yeah, I mean sequel. Yeah, that's the that that's the room. Like, uh, I think a big DLC pack for Cyberpunk, which is probably going to be my next game after Persona. It seems like it's the right time to jump in. It looks like it's fixed up and and maybe ready to play. But also, like another Cyberpunk game, two or three Witcher games coming, including this remake. So they got a yeah, lot bad of shit time to play on. anything, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Between Persona and then all this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> See you in scary. five years when Chad yeah. finally beats all these <laughs> games. <laughs> all right, what you got, Nick? Oh, mine's more of like just comedic relief. Um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin says that he's three quarters of the way done with the next Game of Thrones book. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, bro, he just needs a knot. I was telling Chad this via text earlier this week. He probably should just like not just he should just not do those books like he just needs to be done. I think, yeah. Unless there's probably. some hard, like, unless the book people really want just to see how he rewrites or doesn't rewrite the ending to it, I don't know. But they do. Trust oh me. My gosh. They are what vocal. If, what if he doesn't change a single? That's thing? what I'm saying. I think if I'm being honest with you, <laughs> it's I think the exact same pacing. Like, yeah, <laughs> these books are like five chapters long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that. The thing about this is that I think it's clear that his intention was to end the books the same way the show ended, and he got backlash on the way the show ended, and now he's rewriting this book. Dude, it's been 10 years since he released the last book, I think. Right. So he's been writing this book for 10 years, and it's only three-quarters of the way, and it's not even the final book. There's another one after that he has to write. So there's no way that last book is coming out before this dude dies. No way. Yeah, Mark my words. It, pin it. It's Put just hilarious to me that ten years later, it's three quarters of the way done. Like no, no like <laughs> let it be done yeah. and be like it's just, it'll get published soon, right? right? Like don't don't release it, but like just say it's done. No, it's just three quarters of the way done, which isn't that much done, really. Like, no, <laughs> it's not. Not for over a ten year span. Yeah, I I mean I I have a feeling that we're never gonna get the ending of his ending of the show in quotes. Yeah, and while I understand like the book fans you know want to just see how he spins it or makes it better or whatever, but those characters in that story has entered like our cultural zeitgeist, and it's beyond like the power of any one person. Just the way like he needs to do what George did and just like let it. Let it just run away from him. Yeah. And he just like gives the like thumbs up, thumbs down. Like he just needs to enter George Lucas status and just like stop. Um, hey, you're like, George just needs to go all George on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, George. He's like on his deathbed and, and they're like, but George, how are these books going to end? Yeah. Like, Come closer. <laughs> Come closer. <laughs> Just watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes out like Viserys and he's just mumbling a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like, oh, I thought I was, he, I thought I was talking to the the showrunners, yeah, not the, not the book writer. Um, I got that mixed up. He's like, so wait, the book's ending just like the show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darn, oh, I love it. But yeah, I just, I just can't, I just can't anymore with that headline. Like, just stop, man. <laughs> just stop. Anyway, I think we are ready. To kick off the finale of Spooktober 2022. Let's go. Um, and I was looking, we have 13 episodes in our Spooktober playlist. Um, so this is the 13th yeah. edition entry into the Spooktober series. Um, definitely one of my favorites. Third year. Spooktober is always fun. Third year. Third, third edition of, of Spooktober. It's a, it's very, it's a, it's a solid series. And I think we have a lot of fun doing it, but um, we're going to close this out with, because we can't have Spooktober and not talk about a Mike Flanagan series. Cause I think we've talked about Mike Flanagan series, every single Spooktober. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause somehow we've been blessed with a Mike Flanagan series, every single Spooktober. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll say it at the top. I think um, the, the, the quality of these series are in order of their release. So like the best ones first and the worst ones last. I think that's just kind of where I park it. Um, but I think, but, but I do give him a lot of credit for doing something new every time. And like, I can see how he's like expanding the art or whatever you want to call it, the Flaniverse, even though it doesn't quite work as well as we all hope, like the first one did. Um, but yeah, let's dig into uh, the Midnight Club. And I can give it a Have quick... you seen all of the the flaniverse shows i have i have he's a champion if you want to start by uh revealing our ranking of the flaniverse series yeah since nick already did his oh yeah but go ahead and tell the people uh how you ranked them nick yeah so i ranked them the first one is haunting of hill house and that's just like phenomenal then blind manor then um Midnight Mass, though I think I think those two can tango in the middle um, because Midnight Mass was really good, um, mm-hmm. and then Midnight Club here at number four. Now there, are, I think there are a lot of other things in the Flanniverse um, that people are kind of lopping in there, officially or unofficially. But I think we're just strictly talking about the Netflix yeah. yearly series here. Oh. How about you, Chad? Yeah, so uh, yeah, my my ranking's pretty similar to Nick's. I definitely put Hill House at the top without question. I think that's his best series, and I do agree with Nick that it does seem like he's going on a like a downhill. Like every show goes downhill for me personally, but I think I personally would put Midnight Mass at second. I thought Midnight Mass was really really cool. Um. You know, just a nice change coming off of Bly Manor and Hill House to something different. And I think I talked about this off air with Nick, but I thought it would have been really cool if the vampire was a demon, not a vampire. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people, if their pastor brought a demon in and was like, hey, it's an angel, they'd be like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, an angel. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I thought that would have been a really cool way to spin it. it. It wasn't the way it went, but... I really like Bly Manor a lot, so uh, not not to say anything about that. I thought that show was really, really good, too. 
but uh, Midnight Mass just sneaks out a little bit for me. And then, yeah, uh, Midnight Club is, if it's on the list, is at the bottom. Yeah, I think Hill House, obviously, number one. <laughs> Scariest. Wait. Chad, did you say if it's on the list, it's at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. Just like an extra layer of like insult. Just like if it's yeah. even on the list. Like I'd rather <laughs> yeah. just not even have it on the list at all. Oh. <laughs> um, that's rough. No, uh, Hill House. Undisputed number one. I think the scariest of all of his shows. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, then I'd put Midnight Mass second. Midnight Club third. And Bly Manor fourth. Interesting. I think because Bly Manor was so s- similar to Hill House and released right, right after Hill House, it kind of like lost its effectiveness. I think it was still good. Um I think all four are are very good series in their own right. Um, I feel like the Midnight Club might get like the Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Six treatment of the Flanniverse because it's like kind of a step to the right of what he normally does right. with these series. Um, yeah, I think it was just because Hill House and Bly Manor, like spooky wise, like the the ghost paranormal stuff was so similar that um, maybe if that came after midnight mass, I would feel a little differently about it. Um, But I loved midnight mass. I thought it was really cool. I was like a good vampire story and uh, the priest, the dude who, who played the priest was so good in that show. Oh yeah. Um, And yeah, I thought midnight club was, was really good though. Not really scary at all. No, no. Um, it had its jump, the, yeah. It had its jump scares. That's about it. The first, the first episode <laughs> set the Guinness World Records for the most scripted jump scares. Dude, I was, I thought that was rolling great. on the ground laughing like that was so funny. Um, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate the Midnight Club a lot because, uh, well, I mean, do you just want to get into it, or like, did you have someone yeah, else you wanted well, to start with? Well, hang on, I want to talk about the thing that I kind of miss from Hill house is all the stuff that was in the background. And that, mm-hmm. that was something that I think they did in Bly Manor as well. Yep. And I was like looking for in midnight mass. I don't think midnight mass had anything in the background. I didn't notice anything in this show in the background, but dude, some of those scenes of Hill house, especially like the opening. Yeah. Like five minutes where they're running down the stairs. That's and then scary. you find out that there's like 20 ghosts standing back there and you didn't mm-hmm. see it originally. It was I, I, I love that kind of crap. So uh, I wish that that would just be like his thing to yeah. do in, in all his series. But he seems to may, maybe it's just for the haunting. So like, is that going to continue? Is he still doing the haunting stuff or is that I don't know. We have I, two I hauntings of... and two midnights? Right. True. <laughs> yeah, that's that true. is true. Well, that yeah. means number five is going to be a completely different. <laughs> right. To a uh, word, yeah. you know, yeah. Um yeah, I, I that was uh, definitely an amazing layer to Hill House, and if you did catch one of those in the background, it just like made it even more creepy and yeah. scary. Like, oh my god, I didn't. Even, yeah, what the <laughs> yeah. heck? Um, and then of course you have like the abnormally tall guy with a hat, which I don't like. Things that are just abnormally tall, like I don't know, either. Yeah, it follows. Yeah. That was the worst scene oh, of that dude. entire movie, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For Thanks. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think 
I mean, a big part of these for me is the reoccurring characters or not reoccurring characters, reoccurring actors. Um, yeah. And I think that's why like haunting all those actors were just so good. Those characters too, like w- that whole composition of the cast was just fantastic. Um, yeah. And some of my favorite parts, like in the next in each series going forward is when those actors show back up and play another part. Like mm-hmm. I really like that. So I think also this having the least amount of returning cast members in my mind, just docks it a little bit because it's just, you know, like you said, he's stepping to the right, he's doing something different. And I do like a lot of the different things he does in this. And I like a lot of things that it talks about in the midnight club, a lot of the concepts and things, but I guess the issue that docks it when weighted against the other ones is it's so less like everything else, the other three, um, because the scare factors, the haunting factors are all pretty low. And while they're teased, they're not exactly explained or matter much, at least in this season. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's another thing about the show is that it seemed to me that they were adding like the second season is coming, hinting at a second season coming at least. I I can't imagine that they would end it the way they ended it without that being a plan. Which kind of sucks, I think. I would have maybe liked a just a one off like his other other shows, right? I I think a lot of people are inferring that, but uh I read I was reading before the podcast started because um the ending of this, I was trying to like understand the ending scene <laughs> and a bunch of the, the sites were like, Oh yeah. So it just sets up season two, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like season two. And I'm like Flanagan shows like, right. happens. So I was like looking around and I found one with an interview from him and he's like, yeah, we don't have any plans. We're not working on anything, but if season two were to happen, like it would pick up right where that left off. So, I wouldn't hold your breath. I doubt there will be a season two coming. Um, but it did not really have any closure. So <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very little closure. Um, but I mean, it had closure on the non haunting parts of it. So there's all yeah. like the typical haunting tropes. Those did not get closure. They're really just kind of background side distractions. And then there's yeah. like the, the different, subject matter he's exploring in this show which has a lot of closure and is really good um and i did enjoy it. it's just it's weird how it like tangles with the the haunting stuff and it's just kind of there in the peripherals and never yeah. really gets its light yeah I, I yeah i would agree with you that's what sticks out like a sore thumb to me is none of that stuff got closure and that's typically when you're going into a show like this is the stuff you want closure on not necessarily the boring stuff that where that's not happening. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. That, that it just feels incomplete to me personally. Though I could give the same argument as like game of Thrones. Like sometimes like that's just how the story goes. Like you don't know why that scary lady haunts the halls. Yeah. yeah, Like it's just, you know, you don't get closure on everything. Um, And that's not what the story is about. And it's just kind of like prop pieces. Right. Um, But the, the offsetting part though, is usually the Mike Flanagan past three ones is like, they focus on that stuff. They give you closure on most all of that stuff. And if there wasn't closure, 
it's like a purposeful open-ended loose item yeah um or because i think like all of them had like some element where it was kind of loose in the wind and but that was a fun loose in the wind where it's like oh my god like it's the same idea as like is it all real like was any of that real that kind of effect um yeah. and you just aren't supposed to know the the whole the whole spoon is it the spoon i'm trying to think in inception oh the top, oh, the spinning the top. top. Spinning. yeah, yeah. yeah. No closure there, and that's fine, and that works. Um, I I'm sorry, I just have to interrupt you and ask what what spoon? Like what what did you think was happening with the spoon? I'm just curious. I was mixing up um the Matrix with the the spoon. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, random random item to mistake for the top at the end Is of the spoon. Inception. Bending or are you bending? <laughs> All right, gotcha. Thanks for giving me clarity on that. Cause that was yeah. A, closure. Yeah. You gave me closure. <laughs> what if he's like, just, anyways, moving on. Anyways, yeah. moving on. <laughs> um, spoon, what? Yeah. And, and broadcast. Um, so the, the thing that I did appreciate a lot about midnight club, um, since you guys asked, uh, is that it, it, it actually like, at the heart of it, it's kind of like a tender story, mm-hmm. like very, very touching. Um, and I loved the uh, the concept of, you, you know, we, we like anthology series mm-hmm. here, right? And each episode was almost like, yeah, it was like an anthology within an anthology, which was <laughs> like kind of meta, but like. The fact that like each episode you have like the 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 main like plot line playing out, but then like half of the episode is also dedicated to one person's story they're telling, Mm -hmm. which is just a dramatization of like their actual life events. I just thought like that whole concept was super cool. And I liked um I liked most if not all of the stories that were told at the midnight club uh they were they were really cool and probably could have just been like individual episodes if you (laughs) if you were to like take the midnight club and make it an actual anthology just have like each episode be one of the stories they tell instead of like the uh the underlying like main plot that goes throughout the entire season um but yeah i like Nick said, um, we had a few people returning that we've seen in other uh, series. Um, I was uh, very happy to see Henry Thomas back, who is like the dad from the first uh, Hill House and, and yeah. things like that. Um, Except he has big Hopper vibes in this. In this, He just reminded yeah. me of Hopper from Stranger Things the whole time. Oh no, uh Henry played um he was the rock band the hitchhiker dude. Yeah. dude. Oh, he was the only ET in that one episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, was cool. He that wait. Was a cool story. He was in ET. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Literally yeah, my mind is blown right now. Okay, wait a second. There's no way you didn't know that. I did not know that. I'm being dead serious. Are you, you kidding me, bro? Yeah, he's the kid. Right yeah, now. he's the kid from ET. 
No way. <laughs> Dude, oh I can't God. tell if you I could never tell if you're being serious. I know. Not. No, I'm being dead serious right now. Um, I was about to say, like, I I literally have the driest sarcasm, so it's impossible to tell if I'm being serious or not. Yeah, I'm being I'm actually being serious. I had no idea. My mind is <laughs> yeah, bro. That's hilarious that you didn't know that. I mean, it's not it, it's not jarring because he's the last time you saw him. In ET, he was like eight years old, yeah, and now I, he's I like fifty-one yet, in in these shows. So. Yeah. Uh, no, he plays Freedom Jack in yeah. the the episode where uh, I forget what her name is, but she picks up the hitchhikers. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I really liked a lot of the stories. I thought some of them were kind of lame, but that was probably one of my favorite ones. I thought it was. I don't want to say touching. It was a little moving that all of this was happening while she was in her garage, you know? Mm -hmm. So the only one that, that I ended up hating that I loved in the beginning was Kevin's story that he was telling through multiple the episodes. Killer one. Dude, it started out so cool. And the ending is just, and even the people, even the characters in the show don't like the ending that he does. <laughs> and I hated the ending. I'm like, dude, yeah. that was awful. Which like, that, what was it the main character uh Olanka was it her story that like everyone like chimed in with the ending with the ending at the end yeah Dude, yeah yeah that one yep. for some reason that got me i was just like sitting there i was yeah. like don't cry mike. yeah <laughs> don't just type in the spreadsheet mike don't yeah. cry <laughs> uh, uh but it, i i loved um seeing Zach Guilford's character who was uh, in Midnight Mass, the main character there in yep. Midnight Club. He was the nurse. Uh, he was just, he just made me happy every time he was on he's the just screen. Good. He's yeah. just a good he's, guy. Yeah, His demeanor is like yeah. so chill. He's he's great. The only thing that annoyed me about him is he's like a nurse at a hospice right in the show. And he's got like $2,000 Jordans on. Like, bro, you're not you're not affording those Jordans with your hospice <laughs> nurse pay. I assure you. You never know. I mean, so you know. The, yeah, those are like the weird things that make me upset. <laughs> like, just nobody probably even paid attention what? to the shoes he had on his feet, nope. but me. By the <laughs> way, show. Evan, uh, played by Igby Rigney, yeah, name. Uh, yeah, he right? was in Midnight Mass. He was Warren Flynn, so he was. Uh, oh, he wasn't the, yeah. the nurse's little brother. Yeah. Um. Also. Uh. Wow, well, I'm, I'm gonna screw this name up. Anara Simone, who plays um, Sandra in Midnight Club, mm -hmm. was in Midnight Mass. She was mm -hmm. the girl in the wheelchair, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um. I didn't realize that that they were in. The other series too. Of course, you got Samantha Sloyan, who is uh the uh the hippie tea maker cultist yep. leader. Um she's uh I, I want to talk about her for for a second because she's a great actress because she she's totally different in this than she is in Midnight so Mass. Different. Yeah. So different, and her range is. This might be the only two things I've ever seen her in, so it's just cool to see what kind of range she has. Like, oh yeah, she was so good. She was crazy in Midnight Mass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Rahul Kohli, who was, um, he was the the game dev and future yep. Amesh in 
in Midnight Club. He was the sheriff in Midnight Mass, and then he was the cook in Blind right. Manor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's cool to see all of them return and, and make an appearance. I'm I'm scrolling through to see if anyone else. But yeah, like uh what was your favorite story that was told at the Midnight Club, Nick? That that one, um, that's tough because I like them all for different reasons, but definitely I it, I wish I would have came prepared to like stack rank them. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. I, the, obviously the, the hitchhiker one toward the end um, of the show is really cool where she's just like in a garage, pick up the hitchhiker. It's kind of on a loop there. That was really cool. And I like when they do that and tie it to, um, you know, what like kind of, you can infer really happened to them in real life. Um, That one was cool. And one of the earlier ones, um, that one actually like got me with, I was, I was really thinking freedom was trying to save her. And chick was trying to get her, you know, I took the engine of the car as like her life. Right. And she kept Mm -hmm. getting ready to like, turn it off. She's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, go ahead, turn it off. Like, yes, yeah. let's, let's just get out. It's the opposite. I'm like, turn oh, off. she's she's trying to get her to kill herself. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, that one was really good. Um, but also, like, it didn't. There, there really wasn't any bad actors in there. Like, it's just kind of like the two sides of your conscience, if you will, or the two angels on your shoulder, um, kind of coaxing her. And I thought that was really cool. Cool, and obviously the use of the the actors there, um, in there because he's just awesome. Mm-hmm. But the other one that I really liked was actually the least haunting one. Um, and it was um, the, the f- time travel one where actually there's two time travel ones. Sorry. Is that a mesh? The, a mesh. Um, the game his, dev one. The game dev one. Yeah. I thought that one was really cool. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, both the time travel ones were cool. Um but that one was neat, especially because that at that point, that's when I was like, okay, this show is purposely, really purposely stepping out of like the quote unquote haunting type stuff. And it, that's not yeah. his intention. Like he's telling much different stories around these otherwise terminal characters um, and how that kind of ties back to their, you know, the way they want to dramatize or perceive or actually flare up like their real life story. So I thought that that one was really good. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think all those little sub stories were really good and they did their own. And I like how you kind of said it's like the meta um, anthology within an anthology, mm-hmm. but they were at times too long. And I think that was like a pain point for me, especially my wife watching the show. Cause basically once they got like 10 minutes into one of those and some of them were like 30 minutes, 40 minutes long, it felt like, um, like you're just completely pulled away from the, you know, what you think is the show is about is like the hospice and like the haunting and the characters mm-hmm. in the basement. It's really like almost not at all about that. It's about right. these kids, their terminal, um, their stories, and like their relationship with each other. That's all this show's about. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with like what they try to trick you with. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what what is typically the the plot of the show. Yeah. 
my favorite story actually is uh sandra's the like murder mystery like black and white uh mm. they get i just like the the flair on that like they they go with the old timey like voices and accents and like mm-hmm. uh, the structure of the dialogue they they like nailed it it's just like yeah. so dramatic but like dry yeah yeah it's perfect <laughs> like i i like that one simply for like capturing the essence of that genre right um the story itself isn't like super enthralling but just like the period piece within an anthology within an anthology yeah yeah like, yeah <laughs> exactly you checked all the boxes <laughs> Good um, job. yeah and I, I would agree with with chad kevin started out super cool um <clears throat> but then kind of like yeah just kind of fell on his face at the end i would say alonka's was my least favorite the witch one i just yeah i didn't yeah i didn't like wasn't, the witch wasn't mm-hmm. feeling yeah. that yeah it wasn't um, either I uh my favorite probably out of all of them, it, it it it's close between the the car one, and the the girl in the wheelchair. Her story with the two different, uh, oh, two Danas yeah, or whatever oh, yeah, it was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I don't know. I just really liked that one for whatever reason. Um, just a cool concept that they had going on there. But I also, even though I didn't like his character in the show, um the one the futuristic one mm-hmm. with the robot like it where it's like terminator essentially i don't know spencer. i just love terminator <clears throat> yeah spencer yeah. um he annoyed me through majority of the show i don't know what it was just i don't know what it was exactly but um his story i thought was super super cool <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why it's, it's just my it just felt like terminator you know what i mean <laughs> this is a cool yeah. concept and yeah. it was cool the way that they kind of set it up because mm-hmm. they it's like a future timeline thing going on where he's recording stuff on his VCR that happens the next day. And it starts out innocent, like, you know, getting sports scores and, and betting on the, on the scores. But he eventually records that his boyfriend that went and visited his, his mother gets murdered. So he goes to save him. But in, in the house, you know, they say in the radio thing, like that's like an unknown weapon. They don't know what, what caused all this, but it's like a futuristic, like poison. But you notice that he's in the house with his mother or, or with his boyfriend and his mother and they both die and he doesn't. And I was like, but he's sitting there breathing it in. So like, what is causing that exactly? And it turns out that he's actually yeah. a robot later on. Yep. And it, I thought that was so yeah. cool, dude. <clears throat> they set it up really well. I thought um, they did. Yeah. The set, like even that's the thing like even if the trope or you know what they're going for is like kind of busted and like corny um yeah the setup is always really good you know like, okay that's you know points yeah. there um but speaking of like uh character like who annoys you the most honestly alonka like oh, was probably dude. like she yeah. annoyed the crap out of me because <laughs> like bro. especially the second half of the series i was like you're kind of like the the bad person here like you're kind of like the antagonist of the whole group yeah. um you're not the protagonist because right. like, you're just like messing up left and right for no reason um yeah but that's how her character is built though but it she's definitely like a menace in the halls <laughs> yeah yeah she is yeah I, I yeah she rubbed me the wrong way in the same way that the girl from fear street the main character she rubs me the wrong way she's just like loud obnoxious and uh 
annoying in most scenes but the one, one that man. was like the <laughs> most <laughs> the, one, the one that was the most annoying was when she was like yelling at kevin's girlfriend yeah it's like what like i get i get there's feelings going on there and that's why this is happening but like what are you doing like and he even gets pissed about it which i yeah. appreciated no. it's like slow roll yeah. yeah, I would agree. Alonka and Spencer probably were um, my least favorite characters. Spencer, towards like the end, and by towards the end, I mean like the last episode when he stopped like being all mega angsty. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. Like, they're all dying, they all are angsty. That makes sense. Uh, but like, it was just over the top. Um, my favorite character, though, is probably Sherry. Like, right, right there below Nick in the corner. Oh with yeah, the mm-hmm. amazing facial expression. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one knows I... like if she's lying or not. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But she like ended up being like a really sweet character and like a really good friend to all the people there, um, which I liked. I liked a yeah, lot. Yeah, she's a really good that. character, sleeper character too, because she's not really um pivotal to like much of the story but as a supporting character yeah in the moment she has they're really good and i guess like like the fact that no one can tell if she's telling the truth or not yeah he has like these movie star (laughs) parents apparently that is has some truth to it because like the whole wig thing was cool um, yeah and she does get like those gifts sent so it's like where what is true and what is not true about you but it doesn't matter because that has nothing to do with like the story i guess um it's amazing though because like she to me starts to come around and like be honest until like the last family day and she's with spencer and she's like oh yeah i'm his fiance we're engaged there she is she's back yeah that was funny (laughs) i was like that that's that's many levels of like i'm just fucking with people um that was good yeah so like what what did you guys think about the non-storied story like the the main uh actual story that is happening throughout the series not just these stories we're told at the midnight club like of the the healing through yeah. this cult thing yeah the the random two old people ghosts yeah i mean i i like what they were going for. I think the execution was kind of shitty and I think it might feel a little disjointed to me personally because of the stories, because I was just personally more interested in what they were going to tell at the table than anything else mm. going on. And that's weird for me. Cause I'm, I really dig the cult kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know. It just felt, did it feel disjointed to you guys? Through, I was more, through? I was more interested in like the not stories at first. And they got they grew on me over time because I was trying to like yeah have them yeah. progress because I was misled in terms of like what this was going to be. Yeah, me too. It turned out to be right. Um, but it's interesting that you were more interested in the stories at the table because I was like, oh, here goes another like forty minutes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that you know matters, but it really doesn't to the that that larger story Mike's talking about. I agree. Yeah. The execution was really disjointed and it made it hard to follow like what is happening, if anything at all. Um, but there yeah. is a story there though. <laughs> right. I do like that. We get no closure on it, but I guess it's fun to speculate that the way I surmise in my mind, what those two 
women, right? The the one that made it out and basically lives in the woods, those cultists versus the reveal at the end. Um, I think that was good because otherwise the the main doctor, she's like so emnatic, like you can't read her at all. Right. And it's like, do you like I'm with Alanka, like don't trust her either, but also don't like just trust the lady in the woods. That's <laughs> yeah. um, giving you bile tea. Right. <laughs> don't drink that. So yeah, the way the way I if we want to go into that, like the way I compartmentalized the end of my brain was all right, girl that made it out lives in the woods. She's just sacrificing people to like heal herself. Like I believe that's true. Like she's definitely a bad actor of some sort because she's just yeah. killing her cultist people to make her live longer or at all. Um, but I mean, I think what's her face, like the main doctor of the hospice, she like feeds off of like these dying people somehow. Um, and it does a similar practice just in a much more controlled facaded, yeah. facaded method. So hmm. I think they're doing basically the same thing, just two different routes. Um, That's interesting because yeah. The, the ending scene there at, before it focuses on the doctor. Um, let me find her name so I can. I think Dr. she's the Stanton. Dr. Stanton. Um, as it scrolls across, you get the newspaper. I actually paused to read it, see if there's anything there. There wasn't really, but. <clears throat> it's very control of you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pause um, the show, read the paper. Yeah, uh, but the, you know those people on that newspaper clipping are the people who built or bought the the state. Mm-hmm. I think they built it. I want to say, uh, and those two are the two ghosts that that Kevin and Alanka are seeing, right? The old lady and the old man. Um, how that ties in to everything, I don't know, but um, they at least the lady was the the old lady ghost was saying that she was hungry right Mm -hmm. and then you mentioned something about dr stanton like feeding on these kids that are the death that's in the hospice uh to prolong her life because as you see she is wearing a wig and she's bald so she probably has cancer too i would imagine Um, yeah and then, of course, the Paragon tattoo on the back of her neck, which is she part of the original Paragon? I think there's theories floating around that she is like Athena or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I that doesn't that. like that Definitely doesn't really like Paragon. line up age wise with that Athena character. She would be much older in 1994 than Stanton was, <clears throat> unless they just. Or is that what Nick's saying that she's feeding off of these people to stay alive because she does have cancer? Clear. I, I mean, I thought yeah. they were clearly hinting at that at the end. So is she staying alive because of what's going on in the house? I don't know. There's just yeah. not enough fucking closure, man. Like yeah. I needed a little bit more, but maybe I one kinda, more scene. I kind of like it though because the whole series, you're they're they're kind of downplaying the occult and the supernatural like mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, um, which I actually like like they're like they don't give you an answer on whether that like uh ceremony or whatever i, f- I forget what it, what's called yeah 
um, well, if that if that actually worked, or do they do they they give you the misdirect with Sandra and it being like a misdiagnosis? So was like the uh, Shasta, which is the lady in the woods. Her name uh, was Shasta, just like misdiagnosed originally. Yeah, and that's why she was healed when she came back. Or is it this supernatural, paranatural stuff that's happening with the ley lines and the hospice and the cult ceremonies and stuff? Um, and then, like you just brought up with Stanton feeding on the death that's happening there, is that like stopping her aging and stuff? So maybe she really is that Athena character. <clears throat> I don't know. I like it. I like how they're like... They, I, I just enjoy things that are open to speculation that yeah. fosters conversations like this um, because it gets people talking about it. And um, I don't know, it kind of makes you think a little bit. What if somehow the, the, the woman spirit that's haunting is like some sort of manifestation or, you know, paranormal, paranormal body for her that's to what, inhabit? Yeah. yeah. And the guy is the dude that changes the bed sheets because we get nothing more about him, but yeah. he kind of lines up with like the creepy dude in the mirror who kind of like gives me the vibe of like a caretaker or like a maintenance person that just kind of tends to the facility. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved that character, by the way. Yeah. He so had good, good. dialogue. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it it goes on to play on the whole uh, like how okay they are with just accepting death. Like I get like these are terminal patients, right? And so like, and it's a hospice, but I found like that kind of made me uncomfortable throughout the the season or the series or whatever. Just how. Dr. Stanton's just like, just accept. Don't fight. Just let it happen. <laughs> and it's just like, these are kids. Like, yeah. I know they're in a hospice and their outlook doesn't look good, but these are kids. <laughs> like, you shouldn't just be telling them to just, just die. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, basically what she's saying. Yeah. And th <clears throat> that, that kind of goes in your line of thinking that she's doing the same thing as the other one just in yeah. a more controlled fashion right she's she's the the one that's curating all these deaths and trying to make it as painless as possible for these kids but i thought for the longest time that for sure that the the woman ghost was going to have some tie to that to that doctor whether it was the doctor was like the daytime ghost and that thing was the nighttime mm -hmm. ghost or what was going on. But yeah, I don't know. I do like that, Nick. Uh, I also love that actor. He was in, um, I think he was in midnight mass. I couldn't find him in the credits, like the, the quick, like just scrolling credits on IMDb. I'd have to like look through the whole list. I think he was like the town drunk dude in midnight mass mm. who yeah. accidentally shot the girl who was in the wheelchair in that series. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. Was that him? And then was he also the, like, oh, <laughs> I knew you were there, but I did not expect <laughs> you to, to pop around the corner, right around the corner. I didn't see her come down the stairs. Around. It's a weird thing. Her? 
Oh, that's great jump scare. I thought for sure she was going to jump scare you because you had no react. You usually react to the light switch. It's I didn't usually even see the instant- light turn on. Yeah, I know. So I was like, dude, this is prime. He's yeah, like, no, just I, I saw her like come through the little yeah. opening there. And so <laughs> oh, I was like, I did. all right, that's I'm going to get this. Thing. And I turned around. I didn't expect her to just be like, yeah, <laughs> even though I knew she was going to be. I didn't see her come down the stairs. So I just thought oh. she came out of the darkness. Like, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of haunting. Uh... Yeah, no kidding. Anyways, there's your weekly distraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the more we talk about it, the better the show gets. Because um, Mike's point about it being open-ended, it has its flair to it for sure. Um, I like that there were actually stairs to get down there, if that was true. Um, because I was bothered at the fact that this basement was just a one-way elevator. Right. Um, that would not if pass it... code, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I was like, come on. Like, this is creepy. Um, But there's the whole bit about, like, when Alanka found what her boyfriend, basically. Um, What's his name? Kevin. 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 In the basement. But, like, she thought it was the lady. Right? And then he was just talking all weird. Like, he just wakes up down there in that bed. Um. But, like, meanwhile, the main doctor, she has, like, a secret staircase to get down there. So I don't know if there's something to speculate on there. Like, is she just, like, feeding, like, the whole sleepwalking thing? And Yeah, I I don't know. So it, much it, weird. There's a lot of to, like, make up in our own minds about what's right. going on at this place. Right. Yeah, it almost seems like those things maybe don't even exist. Like, it's just the kids seeing this stuff when they're hopped up on their meds or whatever because – and he's just a sleepwalker. Like that's, it could be as easy as that. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, I don't know. I got really, too, because that kind of like goes on to the point of them, like downplaying all the supernatural, paranatural stuff. So like, I don't know if it's actually intended to be that, but in my mind, I'm going to go with that because that makes it cool. The yeah. fact that we got no explanation of right. the old man and, <laughs> right. and old lady ghosts and why only those two people can see them. Right. And, and they were on the track to like, she, they were building them up up until like episode eight. And then all of a sudden, like nine and 10, just like just threw them out. It, yeah. So I was like, dang. But like yeah. they were slow. And that's like what kept me excited about like the non story parks. I'm like, all right, we're going to move like after the club or before the club, we're going to move forward this this main story which is not at all real um yeah and then they just and they build up to where you know she has basically i think the peak is when alanka like runs into them in her room after the death of anya um and all that which is really cool um and scary but what it means we will never know i suppose right um, yeah also like the shadow thing that was cool yeah yeah it was cool I, but like another no, one of those things yeah. that just like I think that was go any further. I think that we can just write off as like literally death. them being close to death. Yeah. And that's what kind of happens when you are close to death. Cause Amesh is mentions that uh, yep. he's like, yeah, kind of, there's just a blind spot over here and it's just like a shadows. And so, yeah, I like the more we talk about all the open ended spooky stuff that we got. I love how it's just like, probably not real guys we're talking about right these people who are dying and probably on a bunch of crazy medication yeah uh yeah. so yeah i mean it's Believe it's definitely a, yeah it's definitely a cool 
angle to take on this. When we sit down and talk, like before I sat down here, I was like, dude, this show's atrocious. Like there's no, there's nothing going on here. Um, but now that we're sitting down and talking about it, I'm maybe appreciating it a little bit more, but it's a cool angle to take on it because normally you get explanations on that stuff. Normally it is real. Normally it is yada, yada, yada. But the, just the fact that it might just be something they're seeing and and not actually real like these kids that are dying but i i i want to i love amesh so much like his character is great in this he's a big gamer there's a lot of 90s gamer stuff in here as well yeah he gets a play original playstation which i thought was really really cool he was bummed that he got thrown into hospice before it came out so he'd never be able to play it so yeah love that character yeah and and maybe that's like the expectation that was switched like normally these you know spooky thrillers horror they take these situations and the focus is always on the paranormal and in the haunting and in this case like they take the time to actually explore the real life situation of a bunch of kids in hospice dying and that's what it focuses on and all the paranormal stuff is kind of just the background noise yeah um that's like the true horror of this show is like terminal illness yeah and that it can happen to even kids Mm -hmm. and weird cultists are out there taking advantage of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and what i assume is the pacific northwest um yeah everything weird happens out there yeah Yeah. um one of my favorite well it happens a few times in different ways um but i love the like kind of meta commentary on how you know, terminally ill people are treated by the rest of us. Um, I love the way that Anya like blows up on Alanka for doing the whole like <gasps> AIDS, like shock mm-hmm. thing. Like that's so true. And it's so annoying that one certain diseases or issues, illnesses are like prioritized over others in our yeah. shock factor. And like we fake pretend it's like bad. Mm-hmm. But then also the whole poor Kevin goes to prom and he gets the same conversation 400 times of like, oh, blah, 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 brave. Da, da, da. Like I told I've always felt that way about these conversations. Like I never try to have those conversations with those sorts of people. Right. Like I just yeah. want to ask them normal, like talk to them like they're anybody else. <laughs> like they're normal. Want. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> but instead, yeah, I, I, I really love the like commentary <laughs> on like. Oh yeah! All of a sudden, you're not a person anymore. You're gonna get yeah. like a specialized treatment when really yeah. they probably just want to be treated semi-normal. Right. But I don't know exactly. Right. Uh, and I thought that was one of the one of the more touching moments to me was the conversation between Spencer and the nurse, like mm. when Spencer gets cut and he's yeah. like, "Dude, like you're not." I'm not going to get AIDS from you. <laughs> like right. I'm wearing airport. gloves to protect me, like, or to protect you from me and right. like all this stuff. And the whole like fear part of his story was really interesting. And yeah, like the, the, the commentary they do for uh, terminally ill and, and things like that is just really, really good. Though at points it just gets a little angsty. Like I mm, I mean, you yeah. know, that's like my big pet peeve, but also I get it because it's like I would They're imagine teens. 
that I would be pretty angsty if I <laughs> was right. one treated like that and two had a diagnosis like that. So yeah, um, I get it. I get it. Um, just yeah, I, like the their 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 therapy sessions and those meetings because like mm-hmm. at the start, like you're kind of pegging everybody for like the typical like he hates religion, she's super religious, and the way that layers, especially that those two dynamics layers over everyone's like personal situations. Whereas like, um, what's his face, his mom, like literally does not come or speak to him or anything because of her religion. So he holds an, an angst against the, the Jesus girl. always right. trying to pamp that around. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so groundbreaking to have that in any sort of pop culture. Never seen yeah. that before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they kind they real it's really cool when they they did the whole um you know finally like there's an angel moment in the story that worked and she wasn't there for it because yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I did man I, the show was like had such like funny little moments like that I love it and just like that part and then when when uh, the other people around the table would interrupt a story and it would like happen in the story while they're telling it like during yeah. spencer's story with the football team names like yeah it was so good yeah i was crying it was so, yeah, funny. so good he's like uh the orcas and the, the 99ers or whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally and me. what did he say when the the hooded guy appeared and he's like that's the nfl commissioner <laughs> and he's yeah. just about to be violently angry at the dumb <laughs> fake team names you gave those teams or whatever <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the the show had a couple <laughs> laugh out loud moments, and then for me personally, like multiple times, almost crying. One very damn close, which was even though I hated her, the main character, uh, what's her name, Ivan- Alanka, 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 um, reading that poem to her dad uh, yeah. at the end, it was like, dude, <laughs> can't can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, a- any scene with her and her dad or. Uh, technically foster dad um but didn't seem to be that way in the show mm-hmm. um it was brutal i mean i've said this ever since i had kids like not that i could watch like i enjoyed uh watching anything misfortunate happen to children in movies or shows before i had kids <laughs> but after being a father it's just like it's so hard to Way watch worse. because yeah. you just put yourself in those shoes. So yeah. this series was very hard for me to watch because it's all kids right? <laughs> who are yeah. about to die. And it's just like the scenes with, with Alanka and I think her dad's name's Tim. Um, he's the, the hopper vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I definitely picked that up. Uh, they were so hard to watch. And that part dude was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Like, Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't no, I was just going to say that that one and uh, the finishing of Alanka's story at the club meeting that time. It was just yeah. like literally, uh, yeah, it's, it's getting real watery up here yeah. around this area. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't do it. I know no one's down here. No one will see. But just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, you know, when we did our Christopher <laughs> Nolan thing, I talked about how I cry at the end of Interstellar almost every single time I watch it. And that's primarily, I don't think that reaction would happen if I didn't have kids and wouldn't like imagine Brady coming back 
at like 80 years or me coming back and Brady's like in his deathbed at 80s you're 80 years old and I'm still 30 like it's just yeah gets me right in the gut every time so yeah I feel I feel what you're saying there with the kids dag so Mike enjoys it no he said he doesn't um, <laughs> but, but it, it I think, was hard to watch but like yeah. what they said was was very good and yeah I think that's why this isn't number four for me, even though the horror element basically doesn't exist. Like I think the story that was told and the things that were said uh, were done really well. And in a very interesting, albeit disjointed like way. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a good story and the horror lies in the place that you don't expect it to be. And that's, the the illness factor and just the fate of these kids yeah which it just brutal. I, I i guess i should probably clarify Uh-oh. why this is at number four for me i think it's primarily my issues is why it's at number four like i was expecting a flanagan yeah. show and this doesn't didn't feel like a flanagan show to me he's so redefined probably... flanagan show for you yeah 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 and it also i don't know that i would even put this as horror at all like it's 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 on the docket as like a horror mystery i think it's more of a thriller right kind of yeah Um, so if you go into it with those goggles on versus a a hill house slash mm -hmm. bly manor slash midnight mass goggles you might enjoy it a little bit more now we say that but it takes sitting down and talking about it for an hour and digesting it with like three people to like, see all of these like awesome things about it. Whereas like in practicality, watching this show, it's so disjointed and you, you are either going in there with the wrong expectations or it's so spread out through like these different, like anthology dips into these different stories that, that I don't think the average person is like appreciating everything that's in it. And wholesale, that's not how the the best one, Hill House, plays out. Like right. Hill House grabs you from the beginning to the end. You miss most of it because you only have the attention span to focus on the main family story, let alone all the other crap that's sprinkled into that yeah. show. So I think that I think that's like from the general like audience and like just like watching it you're like okay i don't really know what i watched and the thing i thought i wanted to get closure on didn't happen um <laughs> yeah but all these like 100 awesome isolated moments were fantastic yeah and i think that's kind of like what we're talking about so we keep talking about like a ton of just completely separate moments that you have to like put all together mm-hmm. and then it's good opposed to like saying oh no this this show is about this story arc of Alanka entering this hospice, being haunted, solving the haunting, overthrowing the evil right. doctor lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and that's where it all just is very different of a show. Right. Yeah. And I think Chad's comment of it not being what he expected just confirms and cements my comparison to like Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a good, uh, good analogy for sure. Because, yeah, Resident Evil 5 and especially 6 just got 
dumpstered for breaking away from the mold, right? Of, mm-hmm. of Resident Evil. But I love five and six when approached as like an action game and not a survival horror game is pretty fun and pretty cool. Um, Which I think is kind of what you have to do with this show. Um, To be honest, I wasn't exactly sure of what to expect because of the like story nature of like we had, we had talked about this show when it was announced and whatnot on the newscast. So having like a general idea of like, there's just going to be like these stories that are told. I was like, how is this going to work exactly? So I like kind of went into it with like Mm. an expectation of this is probably going to be weird because I don't know how they're going to do that. (laughs) Um, But even with like not really many expectations, I was still kind of like, man, this is not, there's not really any like horror that you would expect from Flanagan in this show. Right. Um, And he just kind of seems to, through the stories, like poke fun at it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, First episode with the jump scares. Like (laughs) I was, that is the funniest thing that I've seen in so long. And was that Sherry? It was that Sherry's story. Yeah, I think so. Oh my god! Like, because <laughs> they're ragging on perfect. her for like how many jump scares there were, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like at one point, it's just like every way the character turns, yeah, the, the girl is like jump scaring in his face, and then she even like looks at the camera and like screams at the camera. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I want to talk about one more moment that I thought was really great. Um, and that was the moment when no, uh, Anya, Anya is her name, the girl in the wheelchair when she's like dying or recovering from the, the failed ritual. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Instead of saying ceremony, uh, from, from the ritual, um, where, she's like living out this story of like working at the grocery store and so good. like a, is a recovered patient, you know, like the, the ritual worked or whatever. Everyone's um, dead. I was like, what? I was like, this is too soon though to kill her. Yeah, like, yeah. To end it. <laughs> but like then as her story starts to break down in her mind where like that jump scare ghost shows up and then like, you know, mm-hmm. a mesh and, not the hammer guy. Is the yeah. girl. Um, they're in the video game store and they're like, we have no idea who you are. And like that moment was so like the way they did that whole sequence was super good. Um, and also just like heart wrenching when it's like breaking out and you're now realizing it's the kids telling her a story, story and then yeah. how they like end the story i'm just like no don't cry yeah. don't do it <laughs> uh so good um because st- originally like i really really disliked anya and um, yeah, so did I. even towards the end though. i still disliked her but like just that uh that portion of that episode because it's like half maybe almost the entire episode yeah, it might be the whole episode um, yeah was very touching and it was just like 
I don't know. It was just an amazing display of the bond that, that they formed um, and how much they actually like cared for their friend. And as someone who at one time worked in a nursing home, it's not exactly a hospice, but, um, and opposite end of the spectrum, you know, dealing with the elderly and not, you know, young kids, uh, that those relationships are the same though. They form with the residents Mm -hmm. and having worked there for, you know, a year plus, I saw my fair share of residents pass and like it affects the other residents because they're losing a friend. Right. And much like you see in this, in this show with the lack of family support and visitors, like that's real. Mm -hmm. The, the thing that was so hard working at the nursing home was like in a lot of, a lot of cases, like, I and the other staff were these people's their family. family. Yeah. Like people didn't come visit them. Like their interactions with people that cared about them were like me wheeling them from their room down to therapy or like back up to lunch or like, you know, things like that. And it's so sad. Um, So like to me personally, like that, having that layer like underneath in my subconscious while watching this show made it like pretty relatable and understandable because like that's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That I think that's what made the Anya stuff like so powerful to me at least. Yeah. I I would agree with you with the family stuff, especially, especially Spencer's mom coming at the end. I thought was super touching Mm -hmm. after he goes and like uh, bitches her out basically. Uh, I thought that was super cool. Yeah, there's a lot of good moments in the show. It's just... It's not I guess, how you would describe a Mike Flanagan show. Right. Usually right. it's not like, yeah. oh, yeah, all these emotional parts and were very touching. Yeah. Though we yeah. did talk about that in Hill House, how, like, the oh, Hill House family drama yeah. was, yeah. like, amazing in yeah. that show. And that's not to say that there is no horror in the show. There is a lot of horrifying stuff that you see in the show, but it's either being framed as, as in a joking manner, like in, in some of the stories, or it's just totally ignored. Like for example, the, the, and I don't, I can't remember if this ever gets resolved in any fashion, but the, I don't even know if she had a name, if they even said her name, but the, the girl that I think it was a girl or a boy that was dying, like at the beginning of the show. And then she died. And then, yeah, somebody's walking past and like sees her sitting up in the bed and then backs up and and she's not there. I'm oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's not Rachel. That's uh, another character. Yeah, Rachel I, is the bed that Alanka replaced. Right. Yeah, I know the one that about. was. Yeah, the one that was like on her deathbed at the mm-hmm. beginning of the show. That was like totally unresolved. I, I believe same with the voice in the speaker that was talking. I think to Spencer. Did that that was revealed allegedly to be sandra oh yes taking it right comfort them right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> um yeah shoot something popped into my head and now it's gone dang it'll come back hopefully nope it's <laughs> gone. interesting toast it shoot continue that's all I had. Yeah, I just would, I wanted to know what the heck was going on with the girl down in the basement. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, 
I don't know what made me think of this, but um, Shasta, Shasta, that sounds like a weird yeah. name, but yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Um, she's so fascinated with getting in this house. And I think we're, you know, led to believe it's to get into the basement where the rituals are performed. But she also talks a lot throughout the show that it like is like this vortex. Is that what she called it? But it's like, you know, this place of power where all the ley lines meet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Could that be why Alanka has these visions or dream things of like going back in time Mm. to the old like original house right and that's where the guy and the lady ghosts are from right yeah maybe she that somehow ties into how stanton is like not aging not dying continuing to live so maybe it's a lot of maybes, a lot of stretching to get to this. But I think I'm on something. Maybe that's why Shasta wants the house so bad, right? Because then she won't have to do these right. rituals. Yeah. And it's it's almost like the intersection of not realities, but the intersection of different worlds there. Yeah, it's the vortex, not so much like the death that's healing Stanton. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all I had, but it just popped <laughs> into my head while you're talking. So, nothing. No, nothing yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the, I mean, at least it's, 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 it's good open, like it's good elements to leave it open ended because there's a lot of good theories you can come up with about it, right? There isn't like a dead end or no theories um, to have about this because it uses a lot of very, built out ideas like ley lines afterlife death a lot of very familiar concepts that people can extrapolate on all day long um it makes sense of it and it helps that like they're all dying drugged up in a house all the time um who knows what now the only thing this is when i was trying to figure out like who that ghost guy would be i was like is it the nurse but i'm like nah that doesn't really like fit the bill, but mm-hmm. you know, we spent a lot of time with his character. So like, is there something more to him or is he really just like, yeah, I just work here, have like real expensive shoes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was, he was Spencer's guide. Like Spencer's story guide. wise, like yeah. the purpose was to guide Spencer to his character's realization and like growth yeah. eventually. Um, but I don't think he had like a larger supernatural spooky role. Yeah. And I, I did like the, um, the reveal of the intercom thing being totally just like a realistic, like a, the, the, the point in what, in these shows where it's like, Oh no, that's totally explainable. It was me trying to, you know, using the intercom and trick you. It's like, Oh darn, there weren't that whole, like, that whole supporting element of, Oh, someone's trying to reach from the other side, all that stuff. So lots of, lots of tools he uses in here to like really muddy up what is going on. Yeah. Cause there was that point where they're at the table and, and that, that was a bad Alanka moment where she was like, guys, someone, someone's 
you know, leaving, they're going to live. And I think it's me. I'm like, Jesus, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that is right. so, what so a shit. What yeah. a douchey thing to say. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, I was uh, like, she's gonna totally do it. Like, I see it on her face. Like, she's yeah, like, I think it's me. I'm like, wow, you would think it's you. I'm like, that your character is not, is just not good right now. Yeah. Another thing that I don't think I either caught or they just like mentioned and then never revisited, which was like add to the list of the five other things, but like why the Midnight Club was even formed and how it like tied back to this like Paragon thing because they found the original midnight club meeting book in yeah. the basement. And they're just like, yeah, we're just never going to talk about that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw I it mean, in there with the old, old people it. ghosts and the yeah, shadow it. dude. And the, yeah. Anyway. I, I don't think that I, e- even though you're pretty blunt on the topic, I don't think I'd be shocked if we get a second season out of this. It just seems like they're, they set up a lot. And there's not enough. I I don't know that there's enough to have like. I don't know, like a full story here, even guessing at all the stuff that we're guessing at. Like, I feel like this is a first season of a show. That's I think. I I'm inclined to think there could be a second season, not just on the for the purpose of giving us closure on like the more outside story that's happening that we speculate on, but the fact that it is the anthology with an anthology thing, he could easily do another season with overlap of living characters here. Some other people die, but then we get a bunch of new characters, then tell a bunch of new stories. Mm -hmm. So he can run with this, this palette um, and do at least, at least one more season of it and pepper in a little bit more exposition on the whole the larger story depth. about the house, right? And but still not finish it. Yeah. Because you only get like Chad's 10 like, minutes. The, of what's it. the point? I just want <laughs> yeah. to finish. I just I want, want the point. I just want that episode 10 to be a little bit better. Yeah. Dude, I think you could probably edit the whole 10 episodes and get like one episode of just the like outside story that yeah. we don't get. Like that's yeah. like probably an hour at best Legit. two hours. Right. So I'm on the IMDB page for the show. Uh, and the trailer is just playing on a loop. And I don't know what it is with ballerinas and horror, like Creepy. that trope. So but like, creepy, you know, they have, of course they have that. And then they have the like jump scares. But yeah, I could see how the trailer uh, could be very misleading. Very misleading. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. But yeah, ballerinas and horror. I don't, I don't get it. But they're always there. Always there. It's- so did Anya reach through from the other side and fix her ballerina? That's what it would appear. That's how, yeah, that's how I took it. Cause yeah, I mean, they had the, the pact, whoever mm-hmm. died first was going to do something. And, and she said it would be like tangible, real evidence that mm-hmm. yep. I did it. Uh, maybe not screaming in their face, but I'm going to yeah. physically fix this thing. Yeah, and I and I think that's what's like so confusing about this show is because you're like, oh, there's evidence of like supernatural, paranormal, like gapage, and you're like, so it, it exists, but then other things are completely explained away. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. not at all, and you're right. like, oh, there went my my evidence 
to say yeah. that this this is what's happening. I also love your use of the word gappage. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, th- I think so. And uh, I want to add another thing to the pile of things that was mentioned or shown and then never brought up again. Uh, the the whole fake out of Alanka leaving and then not leaving. And then they just she oh, yeah. shows up at the midnight club and then it like Thank literally you. never talked about again why she decided to stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or am I supposed to think that she stayed because of the sign that Anya? That was showed? after the conversation with her dad, right? I think so. In the poem and all that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and she told the doctor, she was like, I'm telling him I'm leaving today. I'm out. Like, yeah. that's what that's what's happening. And then she's like, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do just want to point out again, uh, I loved how each story of the club was just telling of that person's life circumstance, story, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the boyfriend or friend at the time of her death that came was her actual boyfriend in the story and like the the crux of the story of them having a falling out and like all that stuff like actually happened in her life she actually was a ballerina actually had that statue actually threw it hence it broke like i love that how each character's story mirrored something from their actual story which was really cool and that's why for a hot moment, I thought like Kevin was like a murderer or something. <laughs> yeah, like, I did he too. was in on something. Yeah. Um, and then there he was in the basement. And I was like, oh my god, like this yeah. has to go where's somewhere. The hammer? Like now. Nah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, where's the hammer? I'm like, this dude is talking about and he even acts like a little bit of a psychopath around yeah. Alanka all the time. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, everything's chill. Let's just go this way. Yeah. Um <laughs> just get my hammer out. <laughs> I was just like there's just so many misdirects. Um, yeah, very. They yeah. give you a little bit of evidence to be like, yeah, you're thinking about this right now. Nah, never mind. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget yeah. we even we even never gonna mention it again. Yeah, never gonna <laughs> mention it again. Ah, uh, yes. So overall, I liked it. Yeah, darn. I can't. Hmm. I'm not re-ranking on this episode. I'm not. I'm not walking back. My uh my rank already yeah i um, yeah i wouldn't change the rank it would just maybe make the list at the beginning of the episode <laughs> i was like if it even makes the list yeah. it's gonna make the list it's just gonna be number four yeah uh, nice nice well glad we uh at least made it officially on the list for you chad yeah. <laughs> maybe really it's just like hill house is number one and the other three are just like floating beneath floating. Hill house in some yeah. weird un un unexplained fashion because we're not ever going to get an explanation yeah yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see if if i kind of hope it doesn't get a season two just because i don't want it to break the the mold of of how his shows work (laughs) well we yeah i mean we already know that something else is coming right the the house of usher or something he's doing what was it called we did it yeah Yeah. Um, well so Oh, so we're back to the houses. Yeah, back to the houses. House, oh, house yep. of Usher. Back to the house. Um, well, maybe that's it. Um, I. It's still number four because the same, like how you're like, I hope there isn't a season two. I was like, yeah, I kind of hope there isn't a season two because I 
kind of don't want to watch another 10 hours of like yeah that <laughs> um <laughs> It's, yes. it's such a weird feeling because it's like it was good, but it was not like an easy 10 hours to watch. Like right. it was eight would have maybe been a little better. Um, eight might have been like a sweeter spot for that. Oh, Who we knows? already have a cast for this. Yeah, yeah. and it's all and it's, of the what? House of Usher. Uh, it's already in pr- post production. Yep. Dang. So that's good. Uh, here is a the synopsis on IMDb. An unnamed narrator approaches the House of Usher on a dull, dark, and soundless day. This house uh, is the estate of his boyhood friend, Roderick Usher, uh, who is gloomy and mysterious. And we have Ruth Codd, who played Anya. She's she's back. Samantha Sloyan Shasta from the, the, the woods. Zach Guilford, the nurse, is back. Igby Rigney, like, what oh, a wow, name. Nice. Kevin's back. Um, Kate Siegel. Oh, he's wow. back. Yeah. Heck uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's see. Of course, Henry Thomas is back. Duh. Duh. Uh, is Rahul his wife Coley? coming back? His wife wasn't in this, right? Yeah, that's Kate. That's Kate. Was she she's in this? A, she was not in this. No. Okay. Mark Hamill's in this one. Whoa. Robert Longstreet is the name of the nurse, the the guy who's always cleaning the dead room. Okay, that's who the I was de- trying to think of. She's uh, Natsuki is in this one. She's coming back. Uh, but yeah, Robert Longstreet is also in this. I love, dude. He was so good, so yes. good in Midnight Mass. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm surprised that this is horror as well. I didn't, I thought it was going to be totally because it's like a isn't it like a poem or something what I, i'm trying to let me just look it up real quick because it's i think his thing oh. is really kind of his thing is stretching the, the the label of horror around his stories he's yeah. like just enough to get at the horror rating it's right. like only swearing was it only using the f word once to keep it in the pg-13 yeah rating okay i don't know how to say this lady's name but it's like tina but it's like if a dyslexic person wrote Tina, it's like T apostrophe N. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna call her Tina. Tina, Tania, Tania Miller. I think it's I think it's Tania. Tania Miller. She <laughs> <laughs> she's from Bly Manor. She plays Hannah. Uh, she's gonna be in the Fall of House of Usher. So Hannah. She was awesome. Yeah, it's a short story. In uh, other works by Edgar Allan Poe, I thought I I thought I remembered mm. some sort of. Yeah, I don't know why it's horror. I don't think Edgar Allan Poe wrote anything in the horror nope. realm, right? Nope. I, as long I as of. as long as there's like so many jump scares and a ghost, yeah, and it checks the box. Like right. we don't have to talk about it much. Yeah, it's we'll like just, ten minutes. We'll bring it up and then never talk about it again. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I the want, label people are like, yep, it, it's yeah, horror technically. Man, now I really want somebody to do that like very intentionally, just to be like super meta. Just yeah. create a show where like two out of every three things that is brought up is never mentioned. Again. Never talked again. <laughs> <laughs> and forget about that. Yep. So everything you that. focused on in episode one, never gonna go forward. I wonder what Mark Hamill is gonna be doing. Yeah. Voice work only. Oh, a ghost. 
that we never get any exposition on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. What What else? Do we have anything else to talk about on this, or are we wrapping up here? I'm good. It's a good show. Good I'd show. recommend people watch it if they had time on their hands. But like, don't uh, don't fall down the stairs to to make it happen. If that yeah, makes that's sense. a weird analogy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say if you're looking for something scary, go watch Hill House. Yeah. Yep. Or Midnight Again, Mass or Hill Blind House a second time. Yeah. Um, I do need to rewatch if that. If you're looking for it, like this has a good story. I think it's good, but it's not scary. It has good elements. There yeah. is no story. There, there's some <laughs> the, true. There are many stories. Many stories. It has uh, good stories, and they're kind of weird and creepy, but not scary. Uh, but yeah, enough of the rambling of us continually saying the same things over and over again. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. You guys have anything else uh, you want to say before we end? I wish there was another episode of House of the Dragon, but there isn't. Um, yeah, I know. Already fiending for it. Maybe two go, years. Go watch it again. Chad, you got to yeah. watch Rings of Power now. Yeah, I'm out on that one. Well, I mean, you have to because we're doing an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. I'm, I'm probably He's not going to do the control. He's going to do the control thing. He's going to be like, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's I saw, I, what, four episodes? Three, maybe. Three? Maybe. Close enough. Yeah. Close, Close enough. enough. You got the general idea. You yeah, got the idea. I'm going to pull up the old schedule here. and uh, I, uh, I can barely get through the movies and I have a feeling I'm not going to get through the show. <laughs> yeah. You're just not a, a Tolkien. Guy, I'm not a Tolkien guy. Yeah. Not at all. Holy cow. Even you after even watch Andor. That's sad. Like what's wrong with you? Dude. dude I, so I I'm going to try and power through it, man, eventually. But like those, I don't know, dude, it just put me to sleep. Those first two, three episodes. Everyone, everyone needs to watch it because if no one on watches it. it so good. They won't make more of that style of show. They'll go back and make something else that no one likes, but it'll somehow do really well. It's yeah. so confusing. Yeah. I don't understand. Oh, dude. Okay. So Rings of Power actually is next week's episode. So Oh, then I'm definitely out. Yeah. <laughs> no way I'm getting through that thing in a week. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, we got some some fun topics coming up. We got Rings of Power next week. We got uh a a Jenny what's playing me and Chad will be doing one of Much those. Needed, That'll be great. Yeah. Much um, needed. We got, a, we got two gaming episodes next month. We're going to have a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet hype episode with Jared from play along podcasts and peace, Whoa. love Ames. Um, and then man, November is just full of shows. Chad hates. Cause we're going to wrap up November uh, reacting and reviewing Andor, which is going to be tight. No, he's, um, he's, he's watching Andor. Yeah. How long yeah. is Andor? Isn't it 12 like 16? Episodes. Oh, okay. I thought it, it was 16. It's, it's a long reason. one. Eight are out. It, it'll it'll be, be a total of 24 when it's all I th- done. I think it wraps up like the day before that that Thursday's episode. So we'll be yep. coming in hot. What what November? What day in November? That's November 24th is, that oh, okay. so is, got, is our so podcast on it. You so. can watch it. Yeah, I'll probably watch Andor for sure. Yeah, but hey, that's a wrap. Spooktober. I gotta keep myself. I gotta keep myself like ready for Mr. Robot. Let's not forget here. Oh, I forgot. Throwback Thursdays. Yeah, Yikes. can't wait to pick that back up. That's gonna be great. Um, yeah, Spooktober twenty twenty two. It's all done. It's in the book. Sad. 
Um, fun time. A lot, of, a lot of cool ideas, a lot of cool episode topics. Go listen to all of them. Subscribe here, Showboys Podcast. Subscribe at Showboys Gaming. Follow us on Twitch. Join our Discord. Check out our Patreon. Buy a Showboys hoodie from our merch shop. Um, and until then, we'll see you next week. You need to be here for this because I'm going to give you a compliment. Good job on hosting the second half of that episode because <laughs> I think I'm better at the uh, starting them. Is better that a at, compliment like, or like a back, one of those back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>